Well, as I said, here we are, special Youth Focus Sunday. Uh, later on, I'm going to introduce to you and welcome our new youth pastor and his wife. wife. Uh, but before we do that, we've got another extremely special guest here. Um, he's looking at me, smart. The wonderful Zeke. Uh, Zeke and his wife, Ellie, are here. Why don't we give them a, a hand? Um, you know, I've got a few minutes to tell a story. So I, met, I had the pleasure of meeting Zeke earlier on in the year. Uh, we, as you know, have been praying for so long for a youth pastor. And as a team, we thought, come on, God, what's going on? I thought, you know what, I'm going to call Zeke. Uh, you wonder who Zeke is. Zeke uh, is part of the core team of Vineyard UK that heads up DTI. He's also the network uh, youth associate pastor, working with tons of churches across the movement on youth. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to give Zeke a call. And I called Zeke and said, hey, Zeke. He said, who are you? <laughs> I said, I'm Mark. He said, great. I said, listen, we're in St. Albans, and we're looking for a youth pastor, and we want you to come down, see what you're doing here, meet the team, and let's pray together. And he said, I would love to. And he came down. We had a great half day with you, Zeke. We really enjoyed spending time with you. And we prayed, and we said, Lord, what have you got for us? And the rest is, as they say, history, and no doubt we will explore that later. So I'm going to invite Zeke up in a moment. He's going to uh, talk to us about what's happening with uh, DTI and youth. But before we do that, we're going to run a short video. Thanks, guys. Hey, hasn't Mark got a set of lungs on him as well? Did you, did you, did you guys hear the harmonies? Not just a pretty face. Eh? Uh, it, it's, um, it's, guys, it's so good to be here, and I just wanted to share a little bit about myself, um, and then I wanted to share some testimonies and stories about DTI, which stands, as Mike said, for dreaming the impossible, and then I want to encourage you guys why we should invest in young people. Uh, so, like, my, like I've been introduced, my name is Zeke, but my real name's Ezekiel. How's that for a biblical name? Uh, the Lord is my strength, that's what it means, God's strength, so it's a good, good name. My, my parents named me well, but... If you've noticed, I've got a little twang. I'm, I am an Australian. I grew up in Sydney. Any, any Aussies in the room? Yes. Good to see you guys. I'm sure you're from somewhere in that big country. But um, I, I grew up in Sydney, and apparently, when I was uh, five years old, my mum actually led me to the Lord. Uh, she told me about Jesus as a young boy, and apparently I ran straight into my sister's room, and I told her about Jesus and asked her if she wanted to follow Jesus. So it was it's a little, little nice touch. But then I, then I found sport, and then I got involved in football, and that was sort of my, my journey. At 12, I got baptized and filled with the Spirit, and then football sort of took over, and it was definitely number one in my life. And um, at 16, I was listening to a preacher. And he was saying, it's easy to have God in different positions, but you've got to have him number one. So important that he's number one in your life. And so I decided to just make a decision. In, in, about, in front of about a thousand people, I couldn't believe I was even going up the front. But I, there and then I, I committed to make Jesus number one in my life. And uh, I, at 18, I came over here to, to England to pursue a football career. My mum my and dad put me on a one-way flight uh, to... to, to yeah. <laughs> See ya. And, uh, and, and uh, it was funny when I rang them later, could, could you send me some money? They're like, we don't have any, Zeke. Just, just find your own way. So, 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 so I, f I found myself like uh, 18 and the football career it never worked out the way I thought it would. Long story short. And I remember 18 years old crying out to God in a caravan because the people I was staying with didn't have room in their house. Not a sob story. It, just, it was a nice caravan. But um, I, was, I was praying. I was like, God, I thought you had this plan for me. And he said, Zeke, my ways are not your ways. Um, I, 
I know you love young people. I know you've, you've experienced some youth work. I want you to get involved with a local church. So I got involved with youth work um, in, in, the, in a local church in a town called New Milton in the south of, south of England. And it was there that God really stirred my heart. And for 10 years, I ended up becoming a, a youth worker in the community and a local youth pastor at a church. And then we joined the vineyard. My wife and I, Ellie, we, we moved down to Bournemouth. We got married. And, um, and it was there that we, we saw what was going on with DTI and we'd seen youth festivals, Soul Survivor. But it was just exciting. God was stirring my heart for, for the nation. And in that role, I, I took on, got involved with the core team. And then uh, about a year ago now, we really felt stirred by God to maybe move and, and do, be involved in a different way. And that's where I got involved with DTI and I took on a role four days a week with the vineyard. So my official title is DTI and Youth Network Associate Pastor. But um, <clears throat> Suze is my, it's, a, it's a mouthful. Suze is my boss. We presented on that film together. But um, I love what God's doing. I love being part of this movement. And we're at a, we're at a really awesome time. Um, DTI uh, is, a, is an amazing gathering. It's been happening for the last 10 years. And, and we, every year we see young people encounter Jesus. And I, I, this year we saw 120 young people give their lives to Jesus or make recommitments, which is just amazing. We, 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 saw, we saw young people filled with the Spirit for the first time. I, just, I could share different stories, but I just want to share a few testimonies. And then I, I'm a bit of a crier, I'll just admit. That when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon people, different, some people shake, some people um, roll around, some people just stand there, some people do all sorts. But I just cry, so we'll see what happens. Um, this was from a youth leader. I spoke in tongues for the first time and received amazing words and pictures from the young people at the personal prophecy sessions. I have struggled with self-harm for two and a half years. I have scars on my arms. I really feel ashamed and guilty of what I've done. It's just a young person. On Sunday night during the song, what a beautiful name, I felt God telling me to take off my jumper. The second I did, I no longer felt shame. He made me realize that the only thing that matters is the fact that he loves me no matter what I've done. I'm finally shame-free. God is good. Um, there's a few more. There's many. Guys, we've had over 200 testimonies from young people come through. That's crazy. We saw just over 900 young people there, 1,300 at the event. This is amazing. So many young people being blessed. Um, let's, let's go with this one, and then I'll move on to another one. I have met with God in a way I never have before. I tried new things to do with God, like Jesus at the door. And when I did... Two people I spoke to gave their lives to Jesus. We sent some young people out on the streets with, a, with a, 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 an evangelistic tool called Jesus at the Door. And it was beautiful to see those young people. I want to share this story. I might cry. And then I want to tell you about why we should invest in young people. Um, we brought a young man who, Lord, help me not to lie. <laughs> I, I was going to get Ellie. She's a much stronger... I was going to say much stronger woman than I, but she's a very strong woman. And, and she, she doesn't cry like me. But We brought a young man. Now, just let, this, this is a beautiful story. We brought a young man who was in foster care. He has no experience of Jesus, church or faith. He hadn't engaged with youth before coming. One evening, the youth were invited to look around and see what God wanted, to, wanted them to pray for. If God wanted them to pray for anyone near them. One of our regular young people asked if he could pray for the foster lad. To everyone's surprise, he consented. 
He was touched so powerfully by the Holy Spirit. Um, his whole body began to vibrate, and then he started to cry uncontrollably and couldn't stop. He struggled to leave the hall because he could barely walk. But he was totally overwhelmed by the presence of God and kept saying that he had come thinking that, God, that this God and Jesus stuff was a load of rubbish. And he realized it was real because he couldn't control what was happening. He later described it. Um, he later described it as something to, like something totally break him off, break off him, and feeling and, and and the feeling coming over him that he had never had had known before. <clears throat> he thinks it might be what it feels like to know that you are loved. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. But but because he doesn't know what that feels like, he also. It, but he. But he isn't sure because he doesn't know what that feels like. Imagine a young lad, 18, doesn't know what love feels like. He also described, come on, Zeke. <laughs> he also described a vision he had where he suddenly saw how he was supposed to be and what his life was meant to be. He had realized, I really wanted to be the whole person and not who I am now. He hasn't made a commitment to faith. But he had a definite encounter, and he says that before DTI, he couldn't feel or talk about anything. And now he can't stop his emotions, tears, and he keeps talking about his life. You know, this 18-year-old, I, I don't know about his life, but I know his mum and dad aren't in, on the scene. And he, it was so hard that he had to leave the home. I don't know if they're alive, whatever. Guys, um, we are in an incredible moment. Soul Survivors, every year they see about 25,000 young people gather and they're finishing. And we have the honor that they have approached us. Mike came to us about a year and a half ago and, and told us Soul Survivor was finishing and that he, he wanted us to take on some of that. We're not the next Soul Survivor. We don't know what God's going to do, but he's going to recommend a couple of youth festivals, and we're one of them. And you know, um, we, it was said at DTI that um, a, a quote from a guy called Lennon Ra Leonard Ravenhill uh, um, the opportunity of a lifetime needs to be seized du during the lifetime of the opportunity. And this is an opportunity. We are at a, a, a crazy moment in the road where a youth festival that has blessed and seen young people come to faith and filled with the Spirit is, is finishing. And, and they are saying, we want you to, to take some of the baton. And like, what an honor. Do you know, young people, we're in a time in the world where young people need Jesus more than ever. And, and, and we're in this incredible opportunity. And we've seen the movement can already pledge and give hundreds of thousands. And we, we, we need more. We need volunteers. We're going to need five, six hundred volunteers for the first year. We've got a site that's about five, six thousand capacity. So bear in mind, we, we run at about 1,300. This is a big step. This is a huge faith step for us. But this isn't the DTI story. This is our story. This is a part that we get to play in it. So why should you invest in young people with about two minutes or whatever I've got? Um, because the, it's the best thing you can do for young people today. Believing in them, praying for them, getting alongside them, it's the best thing you can do. I stand here on the stage today because I had youth leaders and youth pastors and parents getting alongside me. Passing on the baton, one generation telling of his good works and passing it on. I'll tell you why you should, because in, this, in the scriptures, and I was reading this morning, Matthew 18, just read Matthew 18, 1 to 14, 
Jesus will tell you why you should invest in children and young people. But then in 19, he says his disciples, the children were trying to come close to Jesus. And the disciples were like, look, he's busy, man. Like, you know, you're young and you're irrelevant in this culture. Like, just away with you. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God begins in, in us as, as children. And so if you sow into the children in this church and in this community, broader than this church, you'll reap a harvest. That's the way the kingdom works. So we must sow into young people. We must. It's, it's, I can't encourage you more. You know, um, and it's part of our discipleship. You know, some of you maybe... You, you're, you're, and I just want to speak to the parents or anyone who has influence of young people. You are discipling your child more than you think you are. Don't rely on school. Don't rely on the youth pastor, Henry and Rach. Don't rely on that. Just disciple them. They watch what you do. They hear what you say. They watch how you pray. Do you know, and I'll finish on this. Um, my dad was a man of the scriptures. I love the word of God. I'm saddened today to see Christians that don't read this book. Please read it. It's the word of God. It's truth. It's, it's, it, will, it, it's, it will speak to you in powerful ways. But, you know, what I used to, I'll tell you why I, why I have this close. Because my dad weaved Christian biblical stories into our life. Oh, son, you need to make a fleece. What the heck's a fleece? <laughs> well, let's, let's go to Gideon. My boy, I'll tell you about the fleece. But what I would see, my dad, worked, my dad would wake up 3 a.m., come home 3, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. He was a taxi driver. He'd then come and hang out with me and my sister, take us to all our sports things. But most nights when I'd go to see my dad, want to wrestle him in bed, he was, that sounds, yeah, uh, you know, wrestling and all that. Anyway, um, and he, I'd see him, he'd either be uh, lying up in bed reading the scriptures or he'd be asleep with it on his chest. And do you know what it taught me? It said, it taught me that the scriptures and the Bible was close to my father's heart. And so, guys, what you do, if, you're, if you believe in the supernatural, or you, you've, you're a person of faith, are we praying for people? Do our young people see us? Do our children see us praying for people on the street, believing for miracles in our community, in our neighborhood? I'm done. I could continue to preach. Um, I, I, I want to pray. I want to pray for us, and then we're going to transition into something different. Um, Holy Spirit, we know that you're here because you're, you're in us. And Jesus, you promised that you would send the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the one to lead us into truth. Lord, if this generation needs anything, it needs a move of God. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would move. I pray that this church would be a place that says, yes, we believe in the next generation. And we're doing it with our lives. We're doing it with our finances. We're doing it with our homes. Lord, stir us up. Lord, in, the, in that famous song, break our heart for what breaks yours. We know what's going on in the world with young people. We know what's going on in estates and in communities all over London. We pray for breakthrough. We pray that you would move our hearts, Lord God. And Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you for these, the people before me. Would you bless them? Would you stir up their hearts for the next generation? Would you encourage them? Would you impart the passion that you've given me on all of them, but many of them that will work with young people in the future and parents. And bless the fathers, Lord. To a fatherless generation, would you raise up fathers that model you and live for you and are hungry for you and raise up young men and women that love you. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Oh, Wasn't that awesome? <laughs>
Bless you, brother. Cool, that was awesome. It's cool. so good. <laughs> Just so powerful and pointed for such a time as this and such a word in season, you know. It's like, I could hear you preach all day. That was awesome. I love <laughs> it. I love the stories about your dad as well. Yeah, yeah. It's so inspiring to me as a father, you know. Bless you for that. And, you know, it's interesting, isn't it, that in a year of kind of position and transition for the movement around youth and getting ready for next year, you know, as a church, I think we find ourselves in a, in a similar place of yes. uh, transition and position. Mm. And uh, it was so great when I called Zeke because uh, we had a great conversation about youth pastor, mm. and that's why we're here today. Mm. Uh, and so we're going to explore this right now with our interview-style stalls. Mm. And so in order to fill these two stalls, would you welcome with me to the stage our new youth pastor, Henry, and his wife, Rachel. Yeah. Come on up, guys. Bless you. Right. Have a seat. We're going to move this out of the way. Let's see if I can do this without knocking the... I'll move the water over here. I'll take that, mate. Thanks, buddy. That is heavier than it looks, I have to say. <laughs> Felt like I was going to drop that, you know. So, here we are. Henry, Rachel, tell us about yourself. Go for it. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, my name's Henry, and this is my beautiful wife, Rach. And um, yeah, just over a, a year ago, Rach, oh, just under a year ago, Rach and I were um, married down in Poole. Um, it's been the best year of my life, yeah. obviously. There's been some struggles. Uh, there's, there's been amazing times, but it's just been such a blessing to have a partner in crime, doing stuff together, mm. just fighting Jesus' way. Yeah, it's mm. awesome. Yeah, so tell, tell us, Rachel, what you do down in Paul. <laughs> um, so I will be actually qualifying in August as an adult nurse. Um, so I've been studying for the last three years in Bournemouth. And yeah, I'm really excited. I've actually um, got a job at local hospital here um, in intensive care. So I'm really, really excited wow. mm. to start that. That is so good. Oh, that is amazing. Now, here's the really cool thing, because you guys actually know each other, don't you? Yes, yeah. So tell us that story. How do you guys know each other? Well, it's kind of, um, I'll tell it from my point of view, and then Henry can... We'll see if it lines up, cause, right? Because yeah. ye years ago, Henry like, loved note. serving on teams, and I think it was a way to get free tickets to Soul Survivor. But anyway, Smart. Um, so Henry was, uh, was on a thing, and, and, and my wife, she wasn't my wife at the time, but Ellie turned to me and said, that guy, like, there's a real call on his life. Like, he loves young people, and you need to get alongside him. And I was like, babe, I'm... I've got a lot on, and you know, <laughs> it's like Good answer. I, I'm I'm kind of busy. Like, no, no. Uh, and I just thought, oh yeah, you know, like if 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 God wants to do that, and we chatted, and and we just sort of connected, and then um, we would we we I was doing youth work in a town near where Henry was, and um, I think God started to stir his heart for young people, and it, yeah, it was. We just we exactly just how I remember. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> how long you guys known each other for? How many years was that? Was Long I, time. I reckon that was about eight years ago. But wow, Henry, that's but, but the, I think the beautiful thing is like Henry. Then sort of God just brought us because Henry became a teacher or t not not TA, TA um, and working in a local school. So we we ended up doing some stuff together with youth work. But what was amazing is Henry Henry then start helped pioneer like um, a, a, a Christian union at school and get involved with. So Henry was like the Christian teacher, and I was like the Christian youth worker, so it was nice. really seamless. Nice, good mix. That is nice. Good. 
And so Zeke's been amazing, actually. He's been like a spiritual brother, walking alongside, pushing us in the right direction. So it'll be good to have him around and bounce things off him. (laughs) Nice. And so to present day, what are you guys doing in Paul? Henry, what are you doing in Paul? Yeah, so um, for the last four years, I've been serving um, in a church at Paul as a youth pastor. Um, Best decision I ever made to to Mm -hmm. apply for the job. I felt God was just all over it. And um, yeah, we've, we've built an amazing family there. Uh, with the young people, sad to move on, but just super excited for what God is going to do through Rachel, through me, through the young people here at St. Albans. Mm. Um, yeah, one of the things I was just amazed at um, when, when I came here for for interview was the fact that obviously Mark hasn't been in position that long, right? Yeah. A few months, actually. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And um, he was already looking to invest in the young people by employing a youth pastor. And I just thought, that's the kind of church I want to be involved in, mm-hmm. someone who just wants to invest in young people and grow them and disciple them and send them out to change the world. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's our heart. And as you, it's very kind of you to say that. I mean, that's been our heart always. You know, we've been looking for a youth pastor for, what, a year now? Mm-hmm. It's been, you guys were in answer to prayer. So tell us what happened, right? So you, you've got a great job down in Paul. You're loving it there. So why here? Why St. Albans? I mean, you touched on that a bit, but what's the story there? Well, I think, like, September was going to be a time where we were going to become very comfortable, I think, with me qualifying and having two salaries instead of one. And, you know, we love living in pool. We both are really into water sports, love being by the sea. Mm. And <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure we have a sea around here, but uh, um, it's a bit far yeah. away. But, yeah, like, it just came as a real sort of shock initially to us and just a real surprise. And I just think, like, you know... God doesn't want you to always be comfortable and it's a risk in a way but like a risk of faith and a step of faith for us Mm. um, by moving but you know we're just we're so excited and God's just opened every door you know from me getting a job to just every stage of the process has just every door is just flung wide open to us Mm. and yeah we just feel so excited yeah yeah, one of, one of the things when we first, I actually got a call from Zeke and he was talking about it saying, there's this pastor who really wants to invest in young people, you up for it, sort of thing. Um, <laughs> oh, nice yeah, advertising. Yeah, it was, can, it, was, it was along those lines. That's cool, that works. Ca- that ca- works. Maybe a caveat there, Henry. <laughs> no, I was like, I don't want to poach you. Like I know, and we've got to be so careful with honoring churches. And I just said to Good Henry, I, I said to Henry, like, what, whatever God's doing, there's an opportunity, and I really believe God's going to move in this place. And um, if, if, but yeah, and so it was like, pray about it, seek the Lord. Sure, yeah. Well, one of the things. <laughs> call me back. Good <laughs> <laughs> job, eh? <laughs> one of the things I said to Rach as we were driving along, I said, like, what's the worst and what's the best thing that could happen in this situation? And Rach said, the worst thing is I wouldn't um, find a job. And literally doors just opened everywhere for Rage to get a job. It was seamless. It was so Mm. almost easy, really, wasn't it? Mm. And what's the best thing is, and she said, we'd have to trust and rely on God because we're nowhere near the sea. We're nowhere near our friends. We're, you know, we're going out into a place that's completely unknown to us and we'll have to trust in him. And I thought, well, that's that's what we've got to do then. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's amazing, isn't it? And, you know, I don't know, it's such a, (laughs) it's so funny because these guys came, well, you came for the, a first round of interviews and then you guys came you did some teaching didn't you a number of weeks ago maybe a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and it was so funny actually you came before didn't you just to visit 
And it was hilarious because uh, these two were like near the doors and all of a sudden I just see all the youth like gravitate to you guys and start <laughs> chatting. I'm like, has someone told the youth that these guys we're thinking about? No, <laughs> these guys are like magnets and they look really cool, don't they? Look at these guys, they're like the cool crew that walks in, you know. But just seeing the youth uh, and hearing the stories about how they interacted with, with you, Henry, as you led the classes, which you did uh, a number of, uh, number of weeks ago, was just mm. such amazing stuff. And we're just so blessed, so blessed and thankful to the Lord that you're here at such a time as this. And it really is an exciting time. Hey, Zeke, I mean, I love some of the stuff that you're talking about um, with the movement and what we're getting for, ready for for next year. You know, you spent some time here. We've been talking. What's your sense in terms of what God's doing here right now at the St. Albans Vineyard yeah. in terms of youth? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think um, wherever you, you sow, you, you grow. Like, I, I believe that. And that can uh, come out in different ways. But I, I just, I'm just really encouraged by my time here. And, um, and, and I think one of the things that I want to say to you guys, that God is, I think he's, that song, Break My Heart for What Breaks Yours, I was listening to it this morning on the way, and I was just thinking, that's what I believe God wants to start to do, as particularly with parents and people involved. He wants to give you his heart for the next generation, because I, I, I just believe that it's such a time where there's so much influence for young people. Young people are being influenced in a way they never have before. I mean, my teenage years, I didn't have a phone screaming at me. I didn't have YouTube. It wasn't a thing. Now young people come home from school, spend hours on YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, all this stuff. And so I think um, for this church, you, I, I believe, and we've talked, that, that almost the junction that DTI is involved in, uh, that of like this, we need to invest, I, I, and we want to invest, and we believe God is calling us to invest. I believe God is saying that to you guys, and you guys are saying yes. And, and so there's, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what, God is doing, and I, I would say that I believe that you guys are poised for, for like, and when I say revival, I want to say that word lightly. We haven't been talking, by the way, just yeah, so you guys we, know. At home. We do say revival a lot in the church, but revival always starts in the heart of, a, of an individual. If you look at the history of revival, it's people gathering, praying, hungry, and so I, I believe God is is stirring this house, this community, this this church for, for more of what he wants to do. And I believe it's going to be not just in the church, the impact. It's going to be in the community. There's more to come there. Yeah. Man, that is awesome. Yeah. Starting. Thank you, Lord. I love that. That's so cool. By the way, you know, for those of you who are here at home, you know, we've been talking about just getting ready for a move of God. And mm. so Zeke and I haven't been talking lately mm. about that kind of stuff. And it's, so it's just great confirmation for us hearing from Zeke around mm. what he's seen happening, mm. you know, around not just the movement, but broadly in terms yeah. of his church. It's so exciting. Mm. Now, we're going to pray for these guys in a moment. Before we do, are there any specifics that we can, you know, you guys start in September. You've got your course to finish off. Uh, you guys obviously getting ready to leave a family, you know, back home and, uh, and the church that you love. So what are the things as a, as a people we can be thinking about and praying about over these next few months before you guys get here? Uh, well, there are two things that we've kind of been praying about a lot. Uh, the first is that we would really finish well at um, St. Mary's, that we just honor them in, in every way we can and bless those young people. Um, and the other thing is quite a practical thing, really. We, we don't finish until the end of Soul Survivor. And so we have like a week where we'll transition from St. Mary's to St. Albans. And um, we need accommodation. Mm. So wow. just be okay. praying in mm. that something will come up and mm. uh, yeah, we'll be sorted for that. It'd be great. God's got it in hand. 
Christ. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the way he's just been opening the doors, hey? Mm. And just from that mm. conversation with Zeke to this moment here, mm. just God-ordained, God-timing. And, uh, yeah, God's got it in hand. We're going to definitely pray for you guys. You know, what I'm going to do now is um, we're going to ask the band up. We're going to kind of move on to this front platform. And I'm going to ask a few people to come up and pray. So why don't we guys get down here? I'm just going to move these things over. Trevor, could you come and just move this pulpit for me back so the, the team could... Uh, <laughs> thank you. Because I've done my back in, and, uh, <laughs> and he's much arms. stronger than I am. <laughs> so, bless you guys. Come on over here. Let me grab the mic off you. Bear with us as we transition a bit. Um, cool. Right. Let's... Um, if you, if you feel led, you want to pray for these guys, just come up. We've got space. Chris, it'd be great if you can come up. Mm-hmm. Chris, our founding pastor's here. It'd be great if you can come and pray. Uh, we've got Rich, Trevor, Steph as well. Great. John and Eva, come on up. Um, when you guys move forward, you can come up on the, on the stage. You can climb up on it. Yeah, go for it. Bless you. That'd be great for now. Bless you guys. Come on up. That's awesome. Okay. I'm going to start, and then I've got this mic, and we're going to hand it around. Actually, I'll give it to you, Rich, and you can... Uh, could you, could I just ask for everyone to stand? Yeah, awesome. Let's, Let's just stand. stand together. Good shout, Zeke. And, and, good, yeah. good shout. You know what, Zeke? Why don't you kick us off? That'd yeah. be awesome. Thank you. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. Yeah. Lord, begin to stir our hearts. Would you just begin to break our hearts for what you want to do here in this place? And Lord, I thank you for Henry and Rach. I thank you for the anointing on their life and their friendship and their marriage and and their passion, their joint passion for young people. I thank you that that is such a gift in in the culture that we live in, that these guys want to invest and they want to pour into. And Lord, I pray that as they pour into the next generation, you would bless them, that they'd see stories of, of, of... tens, twenties, hundreds of young people, yes, thousands of young people being impact in this, this town and this community and this city, Lord. We just, we just say, come Holy Spirit, fill yeah. them afresh, anoint them and equip them. Thank you, Father. Father, I want to say thank you for these guys. Their obedience to you, their faithfulness, their love for you, they are following you wherever you lead. And I just got a sense of, um, uh, of a picture for you guys. You, I felt like when you started, it was like you were a, a TV and people gathered around to, to watch what God was doing. Yeah. And they were excited and they were squeezing into the room. It felt like yeah. you've grown way beyond that. You're like a, a kind of cinema. People come from far and wide to see you. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this next season, this next phase is going to be almost like moving to an outdoor cinema. Yeah, where you're going to go out of the building. Where there's going to be hundreds, thousands of people wanting to see what God is doing, wanting to hear, wanting to be part of that experience. And Lord, I just ask you to bless them with those, those skills, those community building skills, the, the passion for you, Jesus. They will blast loud and wide. The, the name of Jesus will be heard loudly and it will go widely and it will be an honor to you. It will be honoring to you and blessing to you. Give them all the gifts they need, all the skills they need, all the passion, all the love they need to do that. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I had a really strong picture when I was watching you speak of sunflowers mm. and a sense that God's put such a longing and desire in your heart just to follow him. And that is created in the sunflower. Wherever the sun goes, it will follow. Um, but also that picture of all those seeds also planted in the centre. And a sense that those seeds are going to bless so many, so many, so much youth. So, Father, I just thank you for that image, Father. May they always be planted deeply in you, Father. May they always follow you. That son, Father. Yes. Draw them close to you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Bless, Bless you. Thank you, Lord God. 
I'm just sensing the Lord, uh, just saying that this generation, this, this youth generation, is not in danger of being lost. It is a lost generation. Yeah. And the Lord is like an anxious father pacing up and down in the early hours of the morning, waiting for some errant teenager to return. He is restless. His heart is restless for the, t- for the young people. Yeah. And they need intensive care. So, Rach, you're a prophetic example of God's word as you are going to be ministering in the natural so that is what you're going to be in the supernatural for these young people the other thing I have is that the Lord is just saying that he is about to break out among them now he has done that he did that about 20 years ago in this place and the Lord is going to break out amongst them there's a little quirky passage in the scriptures where the Lord says wait and when you hear the wind in the trees I am breaking out among you and the wind, the wind is picking up. And the Lord is going to break out through you, Henry, through you, Rach, through you, Zeke. And we pray, Lord God, your blessing upon them now, that they may dream the impossible, that they may see the impossible, and that they may call into being things that are not for the sake of this lost generation. And everybody said, Amen. Yeah, I had the exact same picture that Steph had of the sunflower bursting with seeds and then the wind blew and because the sunflower has such height, it sees so much further than anything else and its seeds travel so much further. And Lord, I pray that you would anoint their ministry, Lord, and that as you blow, the seeds would scatter miles out of this place, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you see further than the youth in this place, Lord. You see the youth in St. Albans and in Hertfordshire, Lord, that you have already dreamed the impossible, and it's it's not impossible for you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that these guys have caught hold of that, and they look to your face. Um, As I prayed, I I was praying for open doors, but I just felt the Lord say, I needed to also just pray that the Lord would shut the door upon the face of the enemy. I just, I just felt it so strongly. And so I just pray from one youth worker to the other. I just pray that the Lord would just bless you. And indeed, the doors will open onto you. And any doors that need to shut will indeed be shut upon the face of the enemy. And in the ministry, it will expand even as the Lord calls it to and wants it to only for the Lord Mm. it would not be about personal things Mm. or it would just be about God and glorifying the name of the Lord thank you Lord thank you Jesus so Lord we just bless them we anoint them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit Mm. Holy Spirit would you come upon them in this season of preparation before September and be everything they need Lord pour out the resources, pour out the accommodation, would they end well? Would they say goodbye as well? And Lord, amongst the anxiety that is natural, Lord, just rise in them more joy and more expectancy and more hunger and more excitement for they are called for such a time as this. And so Lord, as a people, we bless them in your name. And Lord, as a people, we say thank you for them too. And we all say in the name of Jesus, 
Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Let's give them a hand. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. So good. Well, we're standing. Let's continue to stand as uh, let's worship as Cheeto and the band lead us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.